This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. PJ, can I yell at a cloud just for a second about the Denver Nuggets uniforms? My goodness, how many color combinations am I supposed to keep up with when it comes to the Nuggets? First, I remember the baby blues that Carmelo Anthony wore. Those are the best uniforms, in my opinion, and I wish they would go back. But this year, we see navy blue and red and white and royal blue, which I believe is like an alternate throwback. And it just feels like they have so many color combinations that I never know what to expect. Am I crazy here? Is this standard? Or am I just an old person that would rather have the classic color combos? No, I completely agree with you. Those Carmelo baby blue jerseys were my absolute favorite. And I saw on Twitter, Chelsea, which I think is something very important to bring up. The Denver Nuggets, I think, should retire both Carmelo's jersey and Jokic's jersey, who both wear the number 15. And they put Melo's in the rafter as the baby blue 15 and Jokic is the navy blue 15. I didn't realize they wore the same number 15 until like I saw it side by side and I was like, wow, that's true. But they have the different shades of blue. I think they need to retire both. But uh, you're right. That baby blue when Carmelo was playing for the Nuggets, it's like the Chargers when they wear their jerseys. Like I, that's my favorite jersey in the NFL. Like those, I just think that's the best color. Um, And I love it. But too many jersey combos for the Nuggets. They just need to go back to the classic, to the mid 2000s. I feel like a lot of NBA teams do this to where you're sitting there thinking, okay, what is their colors? Because they wear so many damn uniforms that it's hard to tell. And I had this discussion with my husband last night because he was complaining about the Celtics never wearing their white uniforms at home. But at least they're wearing like black, like black with their normal colors. It's not like some random color that's thrown in. I feel like you get like two normal colors and then you can mix it up with like a white or a black alternate. But other than that, I think I am against all 17 of the combinations that it feels like we get on a daily basis in the NBA. Did you like the rainbow? Did you like the Nuggets, the rainbow jerseys that they would wear? I think back in the in the 80s or the 90s, did you like those? I think it's fine for the regular season, but especially in the postseason, I feel like you stick to the signature colors. Am I crazy for saying this? Does this make no. me sound like an Alabama fan? You went to no. Alabama. Yeah, you know I the did. importance of classics. The Crimson, exactly. Absolutely. I, I think certain certain organizations, certain schools, colleges, like the classics, just like Penn State has the most, and I know David mm-hmm. Dykstra is our lovely, you know, guy back in Chicago, and he's a huge Penn State fan. They they have the most plain colors, but it's tradition, and you just watch it, and it's just like that's Penn State. So I'm with you. I love the tradition, and uh, I think, you know, basic colors for certain teams, organizations, they just they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the news that I was getting to was Carmelo Anthony announcing his retirement. Uh, he was a former number three overall pick and 10-time NBA All-Star. And I think most of us remember him as being one of the premier scorers in the NBA. Spent spent 19 seasons in the league. Didn't play this year. And that's why I was kind of thrown off by this. I was like, oh, is he still playing? But I suppose he was. Uh, but what do you think this means to the casual basketball fan because i think he's one of those big names that at least people in my age demographic totally remember as being 
a superstar, a great scorer. He also had the presence in like pop culture as his wife, Lala, was on MTV, I think. Uh, so what did Carmelo Anthony do for you as somebody growing up? I'm sure you watched a lot of his games. He, yeah, I mean, he's one of the best individual scorers of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he was on the Nuggets, his early days in the Knicks, uh, he was he was unstoppable. He's one of the best college basketball players I've ever seen. I mean, I think in the last right. 20, 25 years, I think he, him and Anthony Davis are the two best true freshmen I've ever seen. You know, Zion was great, and he was a he was a good prospect, and there have been some others that have come along, but Carmelo and AD were the only two guys who were the focal points of their team that led their schools through March Madness and won a national title. So Carmelo was he was a ridiculous, ridiculous college player. He was a great NBA player, one of the all-timers. He was also really, really good for Team USA. You know, some of those guys have a tough transition playing with all those superstars and like, are you going to shoot it? Am I going to shoot it? Are you going to pass it? Carmelo was always good for Team USA, always steady. So I'm actually going to remember him, you know, a good amount for that. But I mean, his freshman year at Syracuse, he again, he's he's one of the best college basketball players I've ever seen. Right. And after the game last night, LeBron James was asked about Carmelo's retirement. And he said, I kind of knew the announcement was going to happen. Uh, People are probably going to think I'm lying about that. But he was saying something about he helped film the video that uh, Carmelo released for his retirement. And we've got some big questions looming now for King James as he is somebody who's getting up there in the age ranks, even though it didn't look like it last night. He put up a 40 spot on the Denver Nuggets despite a loss for his Lakers. And we had some sound from him after the game on what he thinks might be next. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. PJ, I think it's tough for any type of question that is this big and looming for somebody to answer in the heat of the moment, especially after a game that required his full focus. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens with LeBron James? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Again, I mean, they asked him after a playoff loss, after the heat of the moment. It just seems like he's going to stay there until Bronny comes to play with him. Like, that's what it's been sounding like for the last two, three years. At 38 years old, he, he still looks incredible. LeBron strikes right. me, though, as a guy like Tom Brady, who they want to go out, like, at their peak. They don't want to show any kind of like father time setting in. That was the thing we kind of saw with Peyton Manning. I know he won a Super Bowl, but that was because of that Broncos defense. Like Peyton Manning looked nothing like Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, you know, when he retired with the Bucs, like he led him to a playoff game. They had him throwing the ball 50 times a game. He was still looking good. LeBron's looked incredible. So it's going to be interesting. I definitely do think LeBron wants to play with his son. And I think that's going to what, what motivates him to keep going. But you just never know, Chelsea. I mean, the guy's been in the NBA more than half his life. So maybe he's ready for the next chapter. Maybe he's ready to call it quits. Maybe he kind of looks around the rest of the landscape of the NBA, and he's like, man, 
that Denver team we just played, they're going to be tough to beat. With Durant having a full year in Phoenix, they're going to be tough to beat. If Draymond comes back to the Warriors and they retool a little bit, maybe they're going to be tough to beat. So I, I think LeBron comes back. If I had to make a choice, I do think he comes back. But I, I do think he is he is considering it for sure. Well, because simply he put up 40 points and still could not get his team a win against the Denver Nuggets, who look like the best team in the West by a mile. And they proved it over the course of this postseason. What do you think of the Lakers moving forward? Because I kind of feel like this is a team that is fully capable of making some kind of moves during the offseason. And I think that's why the NBA offseason is one of the most interesting, because Mm -hmm. with the snap of fingers, you know, they can recruit somebody that maybe makes them better. And I'll say this about the Lakers over the past, like, what, five years, where most of those moves have not been good. But this year, it feels like they're starting to make the right moves. And it's not just LeBron's old friends that they're bringing. And so what do you think of the Lakers being a threat next season? Because I'll give them this. It was really incredible to watch the run that they had over the last part of the season And I think that it was a lot just for them to make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think they deserve a hat tip for a team that was sandbagging most of the year. Completely agree. And the team that they looked like they were going to be in the early parts of the season, that Russell Westbrook trade changed everything. Like getting him out of there, bringing in Rui, the evolution of Austin Reeves and the player that he turned out to be for him getting Jared Vanderbilt was key D'Angelo Russell I know he wasn't great last night but he did have some good moments for them and then honestly Anthony Davis just kind of staying healthy for them for some of those big games was key too that's another part of this though Chelsea when we're talking about like LeBron and retiring is what's going to happen in the offseason, right? Kyrie Irving was at that game last night Mm -hmm. if he decides to leave and he comes to LA you don't think LeBron might have his last dance version, right? And go try and win a title with Kyrie one more time. So I 100% think that's a big factor. LeBron's at the stage of his career where he he wants to win one more. And if he feels like he has a great chance, if they're able to land somebody like Kyrie, I do think he comes back. Um, and I think that's what's going to make this offseason really, really fascinating. Because what do you think the Lakers' odds out of the West will be next season? Say LeBron comes back. Say they get Kyrie Irving. Do you think that they're the favorites to come out of the West? Or do you have to put Denver ahead of them? Is even Phoenix still ahead of them? Or do you think the Lakers would be favored? The problem is the Lakers are such publicly bet that I feel like even if they don't deserve to be the favorites, there is a good chance that they will be the favorites if they get somebody like Kyrie Irving. I do think that if the Nuggets win and they have the same pieces in place, don't they deserve some kind of credit for winning an NBA Finals if that's the case or even just making it to the NBA Finals? Because I don't know that – I don't know the contract updates and if there is anybody who is going to be a free agent – But Nikola Jokic, I think, is still going to be there. Jamal Murray is still going to be there. And I guess the biggest concern is if Jamal Murray is going to be healthy because that's been the problem in the postseason for the Nuggets before this season. So one would think the Nuggets probably deserve to be the favorites, even if they lose in the NBA Finals. But like I said, the public loves LeBron. The public loves the Lakers. So would not be shocked if it's L.A. that is at least close to Denver when it comes to the odds. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.